Welcome to Crab Takes in Football. This is what the Baltimore Sports Report does. I'm TK, joined by my dog and my dog, Andrew Holly. Holly, how we what? doing, man? We're joined by Khaleesi today. Yeah, man, what's going on, my man? You know, it, it's a good week. You know, here we are, just like we talked about a few weeks ago, those end of summer blues, but now it's football season. The fall is upon us. It's uh, it's officially football season. Week one is this weekend. How about it? Dude, we made it. We made it. I can't believe it. That was the longest off season of my life. Just wanted to get back into watching some football, doing some podcasts. You know, Maryland got a big time win last weekend, set all kinds of records for the school. Um, I'm actually Here heading down. Turtle. Yeah, Here heading down turtle. for a big time tailgate uh, this weekend against Syracuse. Um, so very excited for that. Very excited for kickoff tomorrow between the Bears and the Packers. And of course, cannot wait for our Ravens to take on the Miami Dolphins. So we haven't been with you guys since the rosters were cut down to 53. Uh, so we're going to talk about that. We'll talk about some record predictions for the season, and then we will get into the nitty gritty for week one at the Miami Dolphins, a team that is in a little bit of turmoil at the moment. So let's talk about this roster. There's Khaleesi drinking some water. Staying hydrated, good girl. Let's talk about this roster. You know, for the longest time through the offseason, we kind of had an idea who was going to be on it. Maybe maybe 50 to 52 spots were um, fairly decided. And then that last week came and we got a few surprises. I mean, who were some of the surprises for you? I, I definitely would say Willie Henry. I, I yeah. mean, you know, obviously, you know, now it's coming out. He just hasn't had, didn't have a great training camp and maybe his injuries just took a toll and he just, you know, wasn't wasn't the guy we had drafted that had flashed a couple times. You know, I, I, that definitely surprised me, especially, I, I don't know. He, he, we read so much about him being an important part of the interior rush. Uh, obviously, that wasn't the case. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so there's been two Harbaugh to Harbaugh guys uh, from Michigan to Baltimore. Willie Henry is one and Chris Wormley is the other. Willie Henry kind of started out hot with all those interior pressures early on in his career and now is obviously not on the team anymore. And Chris Wormley has kind of had the opposite uh, career trajectory where he's becoming more and more important to the defense. So, yeah, I mean, I was kind of surprised to uh, see Willie Henry go. I I mean, I had high hopes for him. Um, That interior pressure is always something that uh, is – feels like it's lacking for the Ravens. But, um, you know, it's going to have to come from elsewhere now. I mean, guys like Pernell McPhee. Um, they play in do- uh, interior uh, rush, and uh, maybe even a guy like Jalen Ferguson, one of the bigger, one of the bigger guys out there. So we're gonna have to find it somewhere else. I mean, Wing Martindale always finds a way to pressure the quarterback. So um, not entirely too concerned about that. But you know, losing Henry, you only have five defensive linemen on the roster. Are, do you have any concerns about that? I guess or. or is it just going to be sub packages all over the place and we're not going to really feel the loss of defensive linemen? You know, I, I definitely have concerns there having lost, you know, having only five defensive linemen, but you know, we will rotate them through quite a bit. Um, You know, I think, I think some of that shows you how much the team thinks of a guy like Dalen Mack and even Mm -hmm. a Patrick Ricard. I mean, because I think, 
he really showed quite a bit the last few games in the preseason, um, not only defensively, but offensively. I mean, he's at the, we talked about it, you know, on the last podcast and, you know, he, he, I think we're going to see him a little bit more on defense potentially. I mean, they're talking about even, you know, signing him to an extension mm-hmm. at this point. I, I, you know, we, I sort of brought up Kelly Gregg and kind of a, you know, lighthearted example, but maybe he really will turn into a Kelly Gregg, you know, eventually as he moves forward. So I think that had a lot to do with it. I, you know, I think Daywin Mack had a lot to do with it and we'll just have to see. I, I don't know that we've really got, I mean, do we really have other than Chris Wormley, a, a guy that you would say is a true defensive end. Um, I know we play a three, four, you know, so it's not as big of a deal, but I feel like we have mostly fat guys more so than defensive <laughs> end. If that, if that makes any sense. <laughs> um, so that, that's probably my, more, my, my biggest concern is just that, you know, Henry was going to be part of that interior rush. But one of the things that Mac appears to also bring to the table is some of that interior rush. So I, I, I guess they're just, you know, planning on some, some bigger contributions from those players. Yeah. Uh, like you said, Patrick Ricard, we're going to see him all over the place. Um, you know, he's listed as the starting fullback. He's listed as the backup defensive tackle behind Brandon Williams. And he's listed as the backup defensive end behind Chris Wormley. So, I mean, as that rotation goes, we are going to get some Project Pat snaps. And, um, you know, you know, you know, I'm very, you know, I'm very high on Dalen Mack. So I, I'm, I'm excited to see what he can do in game in game situations and how he is utilized um, he's just a big boy, man. I can't wait uh, to see him uh, stuff the run. Um, the other kind of major surprise uh, that that happened right before the roster cutdowns was trading Jermaine Illuminar. And we'll kind of talk about the the left guard situation a little bit. That was kind of a surprise. I mean, I, I you know he had played well in the preseason and seemed to be getting a few more uh, looks with the first team uh, during practice and things like that. And all of a sudden, you know, he's out the door. Yeah, I was definitely surprised by Jermaine Illuminor's trade. I mean, you know, he would he was allegedly going to be our starting left guard for a couple weeks, it seemed like, just out of default. And then we ended up trading him to the Patriots, which, I, you know, let's be real. I always get worried when a player that, that we don't value very highly goes anywhere. But certainly if a player goes to the Patriots, you got to cringe a little bit expecting <laughs> them to – you know, some suddenly turn into a player, but uh, yeah, that definitely surprised me. I mean, the left guard competition is apparently pretty wide open. Three guys in the uh, the the <laughs> allegedly starting for us, you know, as yeah. left guard. So it's it's uh, going to be interesting. Yeah, I mean, we were saying before we started recording. I mean, we're just going to trot all three of them out there at the same time and and see what happens. I mean, they said it was going to be a revolutionary offense, so. You know, three left guards. I don't think anybody's ever done that before. Yeah, exactly. You know, let's get rid of the the uh, wide receivers, kind of line everybody up uh, on the line somehow. However, you can do that legally, and then <laughs> uh, and, and go to town. I guess we're really gonna ground and pound it. You know, put Patrick Ricard in the backfield, and you know, let uh, let Ingram uh, Hill and uh, Gus Edwards have their way with the defense. Yeah, let them eat, man. So, yeah, man. Look, uh, 
I think it's going to be Ben Powers that starts week one. I think, you know, he had enough good reps in the preseason and in practice. I know he had the two unfortunate holding penalties, but I think one of them was kind of ticky-tack. Um, the second one, I forget which touchdown that wiped off the board, but I think it's going to be Powers. I think he's 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 the way to go. I think they're investing in these young players, getting their young players a lot of experience. And all three of these guys, Bozeman, Powers, and um, McCary, McCary, I'm sorry, I don't know how to say his name. McCary, I believe it's McCary. I was right. reading uh, an article the other day, and that seemed to be the phonetics, McCary. All right, cool. Um, Pat, if you're listening, I'm sorry, McCary. <laughs> I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be Powers. They they love their OU guys, and and Powers has has shown well enough, and I think he deserves to start. You know, I, I in the end, I think I think he's definitely the guy that you've got to point to and say he's probably our left guard of the future. I think for the left guard of the right now, it, it you know, it 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 seems because it's so up for grabs. I think you really can't discount this Patrick McCarry guy. I mean. You know, starter at Cal, you know, played everywhere across the line there. Um, He appears to be um, at least a quick study and a fairly high performer um, for for an undrafted free agent. You know, he and Alaka, you know, have uh, increased the uh, rookie free agent uh, pool uh, or, or players making the team. You know, I think, what is it, 17 straight years, something like Mm -hmm. that. So, uh, you know, he's definitely a guy to watch. I mean, I, I think, you know, certainly powers didn't seem to dominate as I think both of us wanted him to and kind of really run away with the job. Uh, and that, with that said, since we both think it's either powers and McCary, Bozeman's going to end up getting the start, I'm sure (laughs) on Sunday and, and being the left guard for the foreseeable future. But, uh, but anyway, um, you know, I think we'd both rather see him as the starting center, but um, we'll, we'll have to see how that, that develops uh, in the end. But, but yeah, I think you really have to look at McCary. I think he's, he, he obviously has gotten, he's opened up a lot of eyes, gotten a lot of uh, publicity lately. So we'll see if that, if that maybe came from the coaching staff or not, you know, on Sunday, if he ends up getting the start. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't think it's going to be James Hurst. Um, he's not listed there, but of course he has a lot of, a lot of time at left guard, uh, with the Ravens. I think his versatility along the offensive line is just too valuable. Um, so I don't think he's going to be out there starting at left guard. Um, you never know that might change. Uh, but yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll see I it. think I think I'm surprised too that he he doesn't appear to be in the mix, and I'm fine with that. I mean, like you said, I mean, I think he's he's too important to have, you know he's one of those players where sort of like a, a good backup quarterback. He's he's not really good enough to start, but he's he's uh, he's really important for your bench. <laughs> yeah, kind of, yeah, kind of you know where where he is. If we can pay him a decent salary to never have to play a snap, I think we'll all be be happy about that but you know more or less i think we're gonna see him come in to spell people at each guard spot each tackle spot you know he's definitely gonna be a a a big part of the season yeah i mean not everybody has what is that eight offensive linemen that you can trot out there and be fairly comfortable with yeah Uh, i mean that doesn't happen like a lot of a lot of nfl teams are starving for offensive line talent and 
you know, we're talking about three guys that could potentially start at one spot. I mean, that's that's pretty impressive how they, how they've done that. And, and you know, maybe it's actually bad because we can't tell which one is NFL caliber, or it's just that they're all pretty good and you know they all fit in. But you know, I, I think it's I take it as a good thing for sure. Yeah, sort of like the old Orioles line. They have depth. We'll find out shortly whether they have deep depth. Right. Yep. Exactly. Um, on the defensive side, not too many surprises. Um, I think that Tavon Young going on full season IR surprised some people. I am proud to say that I was not one of those. I predicted that on Twitter. Um, so he's not going to be back until next year. Uh, Brendan Trawick got brought back after being cut and uh, Iman Marshall put on the IR designated to return. Otherwise, I mean, other than Willie Henry, who we always, already talked about, this was pretty straightforward. Well, there was Dixon. Um, he he was, you know, essentially let go after suffering yet another injury. Mm. He, broke, he broke his knee or something like that. And basically, you know, the the Ravens waived him with an injury designation and, and decided to part ways. Um, you know, it's it's unfortunate, again, that that he ended up suffering an injury. But, you know, I think. He was on the bubble anyway, so it, it it just is what it is. You know, I think I'm pretty happy with the three running backs we have on the team. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I believe we also still have Delance Turner on the practice squad. Again, yes. I believe he re, he was re-signed. So we've got, you know, I think he's a very capable guy to, to pull back in and add to the rotation should we need that for an injury. Um so, yeah, you know, and then besides the fact, I mean, shoot, we've got so many, so many interesting weapons now on the offensive side were we to lose one of our backs for, you know, a couple or even a several weeks. I'm sure we'll see, you know, guys like Hollywood Brown, you know, in the backfield for certain plays. I mean, even with all our guys healthy, we may see that. So, you know, there's going to be some interesting things, wrinkles from our offense, regardless of the package. So I yep. think that that's where I think even if we do lose some guys, which we will, I mean, it always happens. Hopefully the scheme will help um, help absorb that impact. So. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and worst case scenario, uh, an old friend named Buck Allen is still a free agent. So probably bad no, that he's still a free is. agent, but uh, he's out there and he's familiar. So uh, our old friend Javoria. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised he didn't catch on with any other team. But uh, look, if we need if we need old reliable, he's out there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so I mean, good, so good that's thought. our. Yeah, that's. <laughs> I don't know if that's going to happen or not, but we'll see. Uh, hey, I mean, that's, in a pinch. Hey, in a pinch, he's better than God. Who who were some of the players we had when Jamal Lewis got hurt? I mean, we had some pretty terrible with Terry Allen. I mean, it's like mm-hmm. you know, I. I, I mean, not that I want somebody like Buck Allen to start at running back for us, but, you know, as a, a depth move, that's that's not terrible. Yeah. Yeah, I guess not. Um, so that's kind of our review of the 53-man roster. A few surprises. Mostly everything was uh, as we thought it was going to be. Um, you know, I, I said I tweeted out my predictions. I got 52 out of 53. The only one I got wrong was Willie Henry. Uh, and and Brendan Trawick being on the team, so I'm gonna toot my own horn there. Uh, that's the best I've ever done. 
Uh, and well I, of done, course, sir. Well done. Thanks. Thanks. Um, so yeah, gonna gonna keep going you back to a, that. You get a Twitter gold star. Yes. Yeah. Please go favorite <laughs> that tweet and, and retweet as many times as you can. Um, okay. So now that we got a we got a team, let's talk about what we're gonna do during the season. Um, you know, kind of a soft start to the season. Um, or we'll, at least we'll what we about. hope to be a soft opening. Yeah, yeah. We um, open at the Dolphins, and we'll get into more details about the Dolphins. Uh, and then we go to – and then we have the Cardinals coming to town. So, I mean, really an opportunity to get off to a hot start here before we get uh, a, a trip to Kansas City. But, you know, what are some of the bigger games that you're watching out for? What are some of the – I mean, all of them, I guess, are must-win, but – what are some of the ones that you feel that the Ravens need to win to prove themselves as a real contender? Well, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I, I have us going 12 and four, which is, which is a little crazy. We were talking about it a little bit before the podcast. It's a bit nuts. I understand. I have us losing to the Chiefs at home, or I'm sorry, the Chiefs in Arrowhead. Uh, the Steelers in Pittsburgh. Then I have us losing to the Seahawks. Mm-hmm. And then I have us losing to the Rams at home. I'm sorry, no, at, the Rams at, in Los Angeles. Yeah. I take that back. Yeah. So it's a Monday night game. So I have, have us losing that. But, you know, that gives us wins at home over New England, at home over. Uh, over the Steelers, I have us sweeping the Browns until the Browns are ever good. I'm I'm still going to say flush them down. I I refuse to believe until they prove me wrong. Um, and and really from there, I, I I just don't see a lot of teams that I'm that worried about. You know the the teams that you know have us beating. You know, the Texans are, aren't going to be a, an easy, easy game by any means, but that is a home game. Um, you know, same with the Patriots. I still think, you know, it's a Sunday night game. Um, you know, coming I think. Coming off the bye that week. Yeah, coming off the bye, a, a potential loss, at least what I'm predicting. And, you know, having gone to Seattle for a tough game and not coming away with a win and then coming to play the the Pats, I think that's that's a game that's really going to turn it on. And and the only game I see us losing for the rest of the season is that Rams game. And I expect us to be, to be in that game. So, you know, I expect us to sweep December and roll on into the playoffs. I mean, so I know that's very optimistic, but I think it's fairly reasonable, too. I mean, when you say it like that, it, it's, it's, it is reasonable. Um, so I have us, man, I'm, I'm teetering between 9 and 7 and 10 and 6. Um, I think that the Ravens are going to split all division games, so we're going to we're going to go four and four in the division because that Bengals game. I think that's the game AJ Green is supposed to come back, mm. and at at Cincinnati, I mean, like but we don't have Joe Flacco anymore. Ooh, that's true. That was that Joe Flacco. Goes house of ours. It's not Lamar Jackson's house of ours. Mm. That's a good point. Okay, yeah. Give me ten and six. Give me that win at Cincinnati. So I got us losing 
three division games um, at – wait, that makes only two division games. So I did my math wrong. Hang on. You're, well, no, that, that's correct. You're saying we're splitting with the Steelers and the Browns, but sweeping yeah. the Bengals. Right. So that's two division losses. I got at Kansas City, at Seattle, at Los Angeles, and that's only five. At home, at home to the Patriots? No, I think we beat the Patriots. Coming off that bye, I think that's really good for us, um, especially after the trip west. So you think we're 11-5 and five, then? So 11-5, and five, um, I don't know why I had convinced myself of 10-6. and six. Maybe it's that Buffalo game that's worrying me. I think Buffalo is going to be better than people think. I think that's a loss at Buffalo. Really? So I got 10 and, yeah, 10 and 6. Wow. Yeah. Wow. See, I, mean, I, don't, going, I don't think so. I mean, look. Going to Buffalo in December, it's going to be cold. They have an improved defense. Josh Allen's second year. You know, when when have they, you know, got this, the wagon train back in Buffalo? They're circling, circling the wagon suddenly again? You know, I mean – I know the the old uh, Chris Bermanism that it, you know no one circles the wagons yeah. like the Buffalo Bills, but you know Thurman Thomas and Jim Kelly aren't walking through that door. I mean, not you know Josh Allen could be a good young quarterback, but I I'll be honest with you, I'm not I'm not worried about the Bills. Maybe maybe I will eat those words in December. I hope not. I am not worried about the Bills. I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong because then that would be such a momentum killer like after a nice win against San Francisco and then getting uh, getting New York at home again, like getting that yeah. road win in there, especially going at Cleveland and then finishing up against Pittsburgh, that loss at Buffalo would be such a momentum killer. It um, would. But especially I because it seems guess, like a trap think, game. Yeah, see, to me, the, that game doesn't seem like a trap as much to me as the Jets game. Yeah. You know, a Thursday night – you know, Le'Veon Bell kills us, yeah. you know, they're, they're, you know, we'll see young quarterback who can get hot. I don't know. I mean, it, who knows? I mean, you could say the same thing about the Bills, quite frankly, in a lot of yeah. respects. But it's just something about that Thursday night game with, especially with Le'Veon Bell. I, I mean, I yeah. know who knows, who knows what will happen. CJ Mosley coming back to town. Yeah. There's definitely the Jets could be an interesting team. I still think the Ravens win that game, but that that mm-hmm. to me is a bigger trap game than the Bills. Man, okay, I'm sticking. I'm sticking to it though. Ten and six. I think ten and, and four. Six. Wow. I think I, I think twelve and four to the Bills. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I just got a weird feeling about it. Um, so you got twelve and four. That's probably going to get us the division. I, I hope that would get us the division. Oh yeah. What is that? A, a three seed, two seed? I would I would think it would be a two seed. Probably yeah. you know with the Patriots, you know, probably being the one seed. You know, mm-hmm. but well, or well, I guess it could be that. That's that's not true. It could easily be Kansas City. Um, yeah. Especially because I have us beating the Patriots and losing to Kansas City, but, uh, mm-hmm. but anyway. Yeah, I mean, we see both of them. So, I mean, those will be really good tests. I mean, the yeah. Ravens looked pretty good at Kansas City last year. I mean, it took Yeah, some... we're going back to Kansas City. I mean, so it's going to be an mm-hmm. interesting test again for Lamar. Um, get another start in Arrowhead. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it took some crazy plays from Mahomes last year uh, to beat us. 
And I mean, who knows if he can do it again? I mean, he's he's an incredible player. Well, uh, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully he he has some crazy plays, and Lamar's able to just match him throw for throw and legs for legs, you know, or feet for feet, however you want to put it. And yeah. uh, it's just a classic, classic game. Yeah, I mean, that, that'll that be a really, really good early season classic. I mean, if that was later in the year, that's probably one of those games that gets flexed um, to like a prime time or something like that. But uh, yeah, it'll be a really good uh, early season test um, to 12 and four. I think 10 and six probably gets us like the, the four seed winning the division or maybe the five seed as uh, the first playoff spot. So somewhere in there. Um, yeah. I mean, I like. I think the Ravens really have a good opportunity to uh, to contend. I mean, like a lot of people are down on the defense nationally. I guess. I mean, I think everybody locally knows that we kind of just reloaded with different guys. Um, but yeah, I mean, like nobody nobody is really knows what this offense is going to do either. But I mean, we're both pretty high on them. Uh, I think young team. You know, there's some opportunities to falter and things like that. But I think the veteran coaching staff and veteran leadership between guys along the offensive line and, and guys on defense like Jefferson and Earl Thomas and everybody like that, they'll keep everybody in check. And, uh, you know, it should should be a fun season in Baltimore. Um, do you have any other crazy thoughts about how the season's going to go? No, I mean, just as I look at at the games, you know, it's like you're looking at each month and, you know, there's always ebbs and flows to the season. I mean, we'll be, you know, let's say we start two and two, you know, lose to the chiefs and then lose to the Browns. Everyone's going to be talking about how the season's over and, Oh my God, Mm -hmm. what are we doing? And, you know, it's just, it's just going to be interesting how things go. I mean, if, if, if the Ravens can start three and one, um, just the emotions of that leading into, you know, seeing how the team could possibly, you know, gain that momentum as the schedule progresses. I think, I think it's set up well. I mean, like you said, you know, it's sort of an ease into the season, you know, you've got the, the dolphins who hopefully that should be a, you know, a fairly, fairly easy win, but we'll talk about that in a few minutes. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the Cardinals, I think, they're an interesting team. I don't know that they're a team that you can totally um, discount right now just because they seem to have some interesting, you know, offensive players. But, you know, it gives the Ravens a chance to potentially ease up to that big game on Sunday, the 22nd of September in Kansas City. You know, and then let's say the Ravens somehow win or at least play well that's, you know, you go right back into Cleveland and then Pittsburgh and then Cincinnati and then Seattle and then New England. I mean, that is such a big stretch right there mm-hmm. that's going to essentially make the season. Um, or, well, I shouldn't say that. It may not make the season, but it's going to create the the foundation of the team, if that makes any sense. We're going to know by that Seattle game by that New England game, what somewhat what this team is made of. So uh, that'll be the test. And then if they can pass those tests in Seattle and New England, you know, boom, they've got a chance to, to hit the end of the season hard. And and I don't know. We'll see. I mean, obviously, I'm looking at this in a 
with some purple colored glasses right now. There's no question about it. But uh, but I I think it's potentially set up fairly well. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I have one very specific prediction for the season. I don't know when it's going to happen or how exactly. And I might have even predicted this last year. I think Hayden Hurst throws a touchdown pass. Oh, former baseball player. He's got an arm. The yips are specific to baseball. I think he'll be okay with the football. I think Hayden Hurst on one of those, you know, quote unquote, Philly Philly type plays. I mean, maybe it's a sub package with Trace McSorley in there and we dump it out to McSorley. But I think it's going to be Hayden Hurst that throws that. So keep an eye out. Interesting. Now, I don't know why I'm I'm thinking this, but does does Marquise Brown have an arm? (laughs) Any idea? (laughs) Did he ever do that? I, I don't know why I have maybe I'm just thinking of guys like Heinz Ward with that with that sort of reverse pass, you know, kind of play. But yeah, that that's an interesting prediction. I like that. That I've gotta I've gotta think of something now, man. We should have talked about this before we I recorded. Know. But I I'll, I'll 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 try to come up with something here. I here here we go. I think Patrick Ricard will score a touchdown both offensively and defensively this mm, I like it. I like it. He almost did in the lap, in that last preseason game. Yeah, that yeah. scoop and score that got called back. But you know, that's that's a good one too. I like that a lot. I like that a lot. That that probably means that he's getting meaningful meaningful snaps. So yeah, I like to see that out of him for sure. Um, so we talked about it a little a little maybe a softer start to the season here. The Ravens travel to Miami to take on the Dolphins on Sunday at one. Um, I'm on ESPN right now and seeing that tickets are on sale for $27. So kind of shows you the interest that the Miami market is giving these Dolphins this year. A um, lot of things going on with this team right now. They they made several trades to uh, send some of their top guys like Laramie Tunsil and Kenny Stills to the Texans. They traded away uh, a name that Ravens fans are familiar for for bad reasons, Mr. Kiko Alonso. He's been traded away to the Saints. A lot of turnover here. What are you What are you looking at for this Miami team? And maybe we can talk about their offense and then their defense. Do they pose any kind of threat to the Ravens? I don't think so. You know, certainly this this sets itself up to be a letdown game because, as I just said, if if the team is at all thinking we're going to be twelve and four and set the world on fire and they go into Miami and lay a big egg, then, you know, that, that would be a pretty terrible start to the season. Look, in the end, I think whether it's our defense just purely dominating their offense or, or if it truly is our offense breaking out against, uh, against a, a veteran, you know, Dolphins defense in some respect, even with, with the trade of uh, Kiko Alonso. Um, you know, I think, I think this is the Ravens game to win. I mean, I, I, I will be severely upset if uh, the Ravens lose to the Dolphins on Sunday. Yeah, yeah, me too. I mean, they're seven-point <laughs> favorites at this point. I think everybody is heavily betting on the Ravens. Um, they do have some interesting pieces uh, on offense, though. Uh, they're starting Ryan Fitzpatrick, Fitzmagic. Um, you know, he always seems to be on fire at the beginning of the season, but I'm hoping that a uh, the trade of Laramie Tunsil allows the pass rush to turn up a little bit and, and just make him very uncomfortable. 
I think Fitzpatrick's greatest strength is his big plays. And they do have some fast wide receivers between Jakeem Grant and a guy like Albert Wilson. Um, so they do have some speed that we need to watch out for. Um, maybe one more guy, <clears throat> one more guy on offense, excuse that uh, little crack there, is Mike Jacecki, you know, second year tight end out of Penn State. And usually first year tight ends uh, have a little bit of trouble adjusting, you know, couldn't be my guy, the Mandrews, uh, no problems for him. But Getting a guy like Jacecki going could be could be interesting because, you know, the the linebackers for the Ravens uh, aren't as experienced. You know, that that guy that would re- really go be out there and covering Jacecki would be, you know, a guy like Chris Board or, or Kenny Young. And, and, you know, do they stick a safety on him? You know, how do they address that? So that's what I'm kind of looking for. I don't think we'll have many issues with the running game with uh, Kenyon Drake and Kalen Ballage, but uh, – yeah, I mean, I, I think the Ravens' defense is probably better at every spot than the Dolphins' offense is, if that makes sense. Well, yeah, I think I think we would. For for the Ravens to be a playoff team, we have to believe that. You know? Yeah. Um, and the the Dolphins are just an inferior football team at the moment. I mean, and you got to believe too that clubhouse has got to be a bit, you know down about seeing their left tackle and one of their wide receivers traded um you know draft picks are nice but it doesn't help your your clubhouse or your locker room rather you know um so we'll see i mean i you know the dolphins are you know doing the age old you know all right let's rebuild for the 800th time and uh we'll see if uh, they can finally do it but i i, I don't think they're going to get started against the ravens yeah, no, I don't think so. Maybe if we flip it over to the other side of the ball, um, they do have some some nice names on that defense. I mean, a guy like Xavier Howard is one of the top corners in the league. They also have uh, Minka Fitzpatrick and their first round pick Christian Wilkins out of Clemson, a big time defensive tackle. Again, I mean, they're nice names. I don't think they're complete enough to be able to defend an offense like ours. No, I would I would agree. They're not they're not deep enough. We've, you know, it's, it's still odd saying this, but the Ravens just have too many weapons. Um, <laughs> I would, I would expect, I would expect them to wear, certainly at least wear the Dolphins down with the running game. Whether whether Lamar's throwing lasers all over the yard, we'll we'll see if that happens. But you know, I I expect the Ravens to just pound the Dolphins into submission, and and you know, pretty much run away with the game. Yeah, so I, so I just th- thought of something with Zavin Howard, their their number mm-hmm. one corner. So he may be following one of the receivers that the Ravens have. Who do you think that is? Is that Marquise Brown? Because he's full go according to John Harbaugh. I think is it that probably Willie depends Steve? on. I think it depends on who's on the field because I could see him mar- matching up against Mark Andrews depending on what the package is. Um, mm-hmm. You know, because, yeah, I mean, I that's an interesting question. You know, I think it's it's going to come down to who are, you know, are there how fast are there other corners? You know, because they, they might want to put a guy like Howard even on Miles Boykin, you know, dep- rather than Brown, depending on the package. Um, you might you might try to defend, 
Brown more into a, I mean, this is going to sound crazy, but maybe, but more of a, uh, <clears throat> what am I going to say? Zone, you know, rather than man to man, because who's going to stick with him man to man, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. maybe they're, you know, if, if Howard's going to play somebody man to man, it may not be Marquise Brown. Cause shoot, Brown's going to blow the top off everybody pretty much, even some of the best corners in the league. Um, so I don't know if that's a very good rambling answer, but that's, that's what I would, that's what I would say. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. It just depends. And, and who knows how many snaps Brown is actually going to get in week one. Um, the other guy, Minka Fitzpatrick really came, came around last year and, and he's, he's becoming a very, very good NFL safety. Um, do you think that the, the Dolphins try to use him in kind of a Derwin James kind of role? Because, that's just, that's the last time we saw the Ravens and uh, Derwin James had a really big big impact as that like kind of hybrid safety coming up in the box and making plays in the run game. Minka Fitzpatrick could kind of fill that same role, but this this Dolphins defense is not the same as that Chargers defense was last year and, and what they're going to be when James comes back this year. But um, you know, it just interesting scheme things that they might be able to do. Uh, to try to disrupt the Ravens offense. Yeah, I mean the the big difference between I mean let's say that let's say the Dolphins defense is even on par with the Chargers from last year and you know Fitzpatrick is is the perfect you know replica of Derwin James. I think you also have to look at the difference in talent for the Ravens. I mean I, you know the all we could really do at the end of the season was pretty much run. You know, there weren't, weren't a whole lot of pass plays that were were generally exciting aside from the ones to to Mark Andrews. You know, now, you know, you replace you replace uh Crabtree with with uh with Boyd. You take you take uh you know uh, uh John Brown away and, and put in Hollywood Brown or Boykins rather and then you you take put in Hollywood Brown instead of uh Instead of John Brown, and I think you know you're you're adding a bit more dynamic talent, you know, to the field. I know they're both rookies, but you know you've also got Hayden Hurst to to contend with too at tight end. I think I think you know they can't they're not going to be able to solely focus on the run, and if they do, the Ravens now have so many more ways to hurt an opponent when they do that. Yeah. Yeah, I just looked this up. The Miami Dolphins last year were the second worst team against the run in yards per game. Uh, they gave up 145 yards per game last year, and of course, uh, they have some new guys on on that side of the ball. And you know, they brought in Brian Flores, uh, the former Patriots defensive play caller, to be their head coach now. So maybe they have a new defensive mindset and all that kind of stuff. But Still, I mean, 145 yards on average is quite a lot, much less against this Ravens offense that caught fire on the ground last year. So it could potentially be a bloodbath on the ground. It very well could be, and that's sort of sort of what I expect. Quite frankly, mm-hmm. I, I I expect I expect about 200 yards on the ground. Quite frankly, between our three running backs and Lamar, mm-hmm. and uh, you know. I expect a win by two touchdowns at least. Yeah. Yeah. So actually before we get into predictions, 
to continue on with our theme of sure. having a, a soft start to the year. So the Dolphins were second worst against the run on average last year. The only team worse than them, the Arizona Cardinals. So hey, kind of kind of sets up nice. Kind of sets up nice have, for us. They do have T. Sizzle set in the edge now, so we will we will have that return to contend with. Yes, that is true. It'll be be a emotional return for him, but of course we will talk about that next week. Let's get into a prediction score. What do you think? I am gonna say thirty-one to ten Ravens. Oh, that's very close to what I was gonna say. Okay, how do we get there? I'm gonna say four touchdowns, all on the ground. Three different players uh, will score those touchdowns. I'm not gonna say who, and then of course the nice little Justin Tucker field goal to finish things off. Yeah, I had uh, I had thirty-four thirteen. I think a lot of the points for the Dolphins might be a couple couple field goals early. They kind of stick in there early, and then uh, the Ravens will kind of finally wear them down along the defensive front and uh, kind of pull away. Again, probably, let's see, three touchdowns on the ground, and then I think Lamar will throw one as well just to show everybody you got to watch out for the passing game. So I got 34-13 to 13 Ravens. They will get out of there comfortably and hopefully – be resting the starters by the end of the game. We can only hope so. I mean, I kind of want to see Trace McSorley throwing in the regular season, right? Well, is he going to be active or is it going to be RG3? I doubt it. I doubt it. I mean, with that said, I mean, is RG3 full go? I guess he practiced, right? I mean, mm-hmm. the only uh, the only player today as we record this on uh, Wednesday the 4th that didn't practice was uh, our our man Brandon Carr. So so I would assume that means RG3 would play. And you're right, that would unfortunately make McSorley an inactive. So I guess I guess we can make we can say well we'll have RG3 uh, getting his preseason time in, you know, in the fourth quarter against the Dolphins. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You got it. You got anything else to add? No, I don't think so. I think we've covered it well. All right, you want to sign us off? Well, everybody, it's time. The The season is here. And uh, here at Crab Takes and Football, we're going to hopefully bring you some fantastic, uh, you know, Ravens news and opinion throughout this season. Keep listening each week. And let's go Ravens. How about it, TK? Go Ravens.